Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 23 through 27. Listen for the word of God. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor, sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. What a blessing it is to be here today, isn't it, for all of us? Here is a beautiful mandala soon to be dissolved, a nonverbal lesson to all of us of the impermanence of all of life, a basic Buddhist principle. May we learn well. My, but it doesn't mean that other paths are not important to me on my journey. And in fact, as I age, I think increasingly about in both and terms instead of either or. So I don't need to reject Christianity if I open up to something in Buddhism. The soil gives off nutrients and feeds all manner of beings, humans included. Without water, we would all dry up. I'd like to place before us the call interdependence. Sadly, as we all know, some interpretations of the Bible have fed an idea of <clears throat> the superiority of humans over the rest of nature. Most of us are familiar with that creation story in which man was told, yes, man was told to <laughs> inherit the earth and subdue it. <clears throat> And also, even in this morning's New Testament gospel, God is presented as one who cares more about humans than the ravens. <clears throat> the text says, consider the ravens, God feeds them. And then the rhetorical question of how much more value are you than the birds? It's as if the passage is saying, don't worry, God feeds the birds. God will certainly feed you, oh mighty humans. And now, we are in this critical planetary turning point, primarily because we humans have overplayed our role on this earth. And we are beginning to become aware of it. Here is a practical, energizing suggestion of a way that we can widen our view of the human role in creation. And I'm indebted to Joanna Macy, Buddhist scholar and planetary activist, for this concept, which is in her book, Active Hope. She invites us to evolve into our ecological selves. So we have our little selves, me, myself, and I. We have our family selves, our brothers and sisters and siblings and kids and mothers and fathers. 
We have our community self, our neighborhood, our church, our volunteer activities. We have our societal self that goes to the states and the nations and even internationally. Beyond that is our ecological self that is intermixed with all of it, the mountains and the soil and the sand and the sea. Two examples. The ecological self is the part of us that thinks and acts from I am we. We is me. It's the starting point. The starting point is interdependence with all of creation. Its thinking process goes out seven generations. Our ecological self uses its mind well, strategizing, educating, acting with others for long-term sustainability. And it does not get sidetracked by a culture that bombards it with distractions and small thoughts not worth its time. It observes historical cultures that have changed their whole cultural mind relatively rapidly when people stayed engaged on the same issue, the same question. We have seen this in the United States, in the civil rights and gay and women's rights movements. Not everyone has changed, obviously, but laws have changed and the general ethos in the culture has changed in regard to those three issues. So the ecological self takes heart that we, as humans with minds, could change our minds. And we can be somewhat encouraged in this as we see thousands of groups across the country, across the globe, acting to slow down global warming. Did you read that Can Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau announced two weeks ago that by 2018, all the provinces will be, have in place some steadily rising carbon tax on emissions. Canada's goal is to reduce greenhouse gases by 30% from its 2005 levels by 2030. It's not enough, but it is a huge national action emerging from the Paris climate talks. An active citizens group called Citizens Climate Lobby was a major player in that, and it exists in the United States also. This Canadian action would not have happened without a lot of people finding their ecological self. So our ecological self think and acts collectively and increasingly from that place of I am we, we are me. Secondly, our ecological self feels joy and pain. It aches for the world. Have you ever had that sense of awe in the presence of a sunset or a waterfall or a beautiful field of flowers, so much so that you cried? The sheer beauty of it, the intricacies of creation, the mystery of it, it brings us to tears. Or have you ever felt such pain over the destruction, a particular piece you've seen? <coughs> a few months ago, we were at Mount Lassen, and there were vast swaths of brown dead trees, pine trees, killed by the exploding population of the bark beetle. When the trees have enough water, they can resist this growth 
but it's all out of balance now with the drought. And they stand there like brown matchsticks waiting for a fire. Tears welled in my eyes as I read the sign that was explaining this to the public. We weep because we understand what is going on. And Joanna Macy calls these sacred tears and urges us to cry them often and fully. It's in our DNA to do so. Humans bring the gift of feeling to the planet. We are the ones given the ability to reflect on what we have done, to see and to change our direction. No other species has this much ache in its heart and this much perception and capacity to choose another way. And if we do not exercise these skills, they will not be manifest. So consider, please, growing your ecological self. Think and act, I am we and we are me, much more often. And weep, let us weep our tears and let them teach us. Today we have before us a mandala of the healing Buddha made from the sands of the sea and shaped by these brothers. May we use this ceremony to awaken our ecological selves. And as Joanna Macy concludes, may we be filled with the joy for the work that must be done. Amen.